Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to our live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars, and we're going to be talking on a series called The Titles of Jesus Christ. So uh, just a reminder, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, or topics you'd like me to speak about, uh, let me know at jasondemars.com or on any of the social media platforms that you're listening on. Make sure to subscribe and click the little bell on YouTube and make sure to like, comment, and share on Facebook. We sure appreciate that. That helps in all the algorithms. And just uh, if you're listening in live, please please greet us. We'd like to know you're listening and uh, send greetings to you. Brother Tony from Madawaska, good morning and God bless you. Brother Kenny and Sister Janelle, God bless you also. Sister Zara from Idaho, God bless you. Brother Say from Liberia, God bless you. Brother Aaron, God bless you. Sister Sarah from Edmonton, God bless you as well. Good morning to all. Appreciate you, each one. And let's get to our subject. Hebrews 12:2 Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God Looking means to turn your eyes away from other things and fix them on something. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Look unto Jesus. Paul in Hebrews is saying, He is our example. Look unto Jesus who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. He is our example that we are to look to, that we are to emulate, that we are to follow. But more than that, we're to look to him for our salvation, our strength, our comfort. John three fourteen and 15, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... Even so the, must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Let's look at that verse. Numbers 21 verse 9 says, And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived so all he had to do was look at that serpent of brass that Moses he took he took a serpent he made he made a serpent of brass and he put it on a pole do you know what that pole was it was a cross he hung that brass serpent on a cross and what do we have to do? 
to get to be healed, to be saved. We just have to look to Jesus and believe. Whoever believes in him will have eternal life. Just look at Jesus. That's what you need to survive the snake bite of sin. Obviously, we're not suffering from snake bites, but we are suffering from the original snake bite, which is that sin nature which comes to us through the work of the devil upon the human race. And so to be delivered from that poison that's coursing through our blood, all we have to do is look at the Son of Man who's been lifted up upon a cross. Look and believe, and we are delivered. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that simple? Look to Jesus. Don't look at these other things. Don't idolize these other things. Just look to Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We can look at this world. We can get angry. We can get discouraged. We look at politics around us, the state of the media, and we can st- send, spend our time arguing and getting upset more and more and more by those things. And then we can delve into every conspiracy theory out there. And all what does it produce? It produces anger. It produces frustration. The Bible says the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. What are we looking at? Or we can look at Jesus and we can behold the glory of the Lord in this day and be changed into that same image from glory to glory. Not the visible image, but the character, the life, the power. We can be changed into the character and image of that which we behold. What are we feeding on? What are we looking at? Whatever we look at and feed on, we become in the nature of that. So, so Paul says, we all, with open face, in other words, not with a veiled face, with unveiled face. Moses' face was veiled. The people couldn't look at his face because the glory of God was radiating off of him. So they put a veil over his face. But we don't have to do that. We, with open face, beholding as in a glass, what does it mean? It's a mirror. So we all, with unveiled face, as in a mirror, looking in a mirror, we're beholding and looking at the glory of the Lord. And we're changed into that same image. So we're looking at a reflection of the Lord. And we're changed into the image of the Lord from glory, from level of glory to level of glory. What is he talking about? The glory to glory. That's the Shekinah glory. We're looking at the Shekinah glory glowing off of us because we have the Holy Ghost 
And as we behold that image of Christ, we're changed into the same image, not into our own image, but the Shekinah glory, which is what the character and nature and power of God. Let's spend more time looking at that than looking at the news, politics, conspiracies, memes, Facebook, all of these things. What better thing can we do as human beings than look unto Jesus through the Word? What better thing can we do? And just take a moment here to greet those who have gotten on. Sister Donna, God bless you. Brother Samson, God bless you. Sister Rachel, good morning and God bless you. Appreciate you all getting on. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're transformed as our mind is renewed. So again, this is a process. This isn't an instantaneous event. This is a process of having our minds renewed. What do we do to renew our minds? Look unto Jesus. Hear the word. And be transformed by that word as we feed on it. Romans 8.29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. We are, be, we are to be conformed to his image by being transformed by the renewing of our mind. This In Romans 8.29, it's referring both to our character, our nature, and also to our body. This body will be changed uh, from this vile body to the glory to be like unto the glorified body of Jesus Christ, so it's both the nature and the physical transformation. So it's the inward transformation and then the out for outward transformation at the rapture. It's not merely putting new thoughts in our mind but it's a spiritual birth by the Spirit of God in our souls. When that spiritual birth happens, then we are changed step by step through a process into the same image of Jesus Christ that we behold when we're looking in that glass, the glory of the Lord. So let's behold Him. Let's look unto Him. Let's not look to ourselves. Let's not look to this world. Let's spend our time feasting on and looking at who Jesus Christ is on a daily basis. So, the titles of Jesus Christ. The titles of a person reveal who that person is. Now, a fallen sinner can have a title and he can, that can be in, inconsistent with his character. A man can be a president and be wicked, but he still has authority. A man can be a husband 
but never take the responsibility of a husband. A woman can be called a lady, but she can be immodest and not ladylike at all. A man can be a father without taking the responsibility of a father, but God cannot have a title and then have it be consistent, inconsistent with his character. If God is king, it means he's the perfect king, that he's an absolute sovereign. If God is love, it means he's perfect love. Jesus Christ is the perfect reflection of the character of God. So he cannot be inconsistent. His character cannot be inconsistent with his titles. The titles of Jesus Christ reveal the character of Jesus Christ and who he is for us. There's so many of them. There's so many of them. Uh, you can never cover them all, but there's in Genesis 3.15, he is the seed of the woman. He's the promised offspring of the woman that will crush the head of the serpent. He's, a, In other words, he's a redeemer. He's a reverser of the curse. Next is he's called the seed of Abraham. He's the ultimate promised seed of Abraham that's to come and that in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. In Deuteronomy 18, he's a, the, he is a prophet like unto Moses. Amen. In Exodus, he is, and Numbers, he is the brass serpent that's lifted up upon the cross. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Through him, through the man Christ Jesus, God is with us. Isaiah 7.14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel, God with us. He is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. So the, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Wonderful. That word wonderful means miracle or miraculous. Counselor means to advise and resolve Mighty God, that's El Gibor. Gibor means warrior, champion, brave chief. He is the mighty warrior. Uh, everlasting Father. It's very interesting, this word here. Uh, Ab is the word for father that's used. Ad, A-D, Ad, not Ad, like... Uh, that's strange. Ad-ab is this word, everlasting father. Ab means originator, 
founder, father. He's the origin. Everlasting means forever, ancient, continuous existence. Um, it can even speak of the age to come. So in a way, this word everlasting father means he's speak, speaking is he is the originator of the age that is to come. What is the age that is to come? His kingdom. He is the originator of the age to come. And he's the prince of peace. Sar Shalom. Prince means son of the king. And this verse can mean that, but also can mean the chief or the ruler, the chief of peace. It, it speaks of being a king as much as it speaks of being a prince. Sar Shalom. The chief, the ruler of peace. Amen. So wonderful is miracle. Counselors to advise and resolve. El Gabor is the mighty warrior. Everlasting Father is the originator of the age to come. And Sar Shalom is the king of peace. So Isaiah 11 verse 1, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Look at it this way, a twig out of the trunk of Jesse. In other words, a, a, a shoot is going to go up. A new shoot is going up out of the main portion of the tree. There's a new branch coming forth. And it says, a, a twig will grow out of the trunk of Jesse, and a sprout shall go, grow out of its roots. In other words, God is putting forth something new and improved. Amen. He is Lord. The first place we see this talking about the Messiah. Psalm 110 verse 1. And the Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. So Yahweh said unto my Lord. So this is now David's, he's David's son, but he's also David's Lord. Psalm 2 verse 2, we see he's called the Messiah. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against his anointed, saying, let us break his band. So he's the anointed one. And then in the same psalm, we find out he is the Son of God. I will declare the decree. Yahweh hath said unto me, You are my Son. This day have I begotten thee. In a, there's a day in time and history that the Son is begotten of Yahweh. Luke 1, 34 and 35. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Therefore means because of. So the angel Gabriel says to her, 
He'll be called the Son of God because the power of the Holy Ghost will overshadow thee. He's the Son of God based on the supernatural birth that he had in the womb of his mother. He's not the Son of God because he's an eternal person in the Godhead. He is. Sons always have beginnings. The word son is used. It means he has a beginning. When is his beginning? In the womb of a virgin. Matthew 3.16 And Jesus, Brother Branham says the difference between Jesus and God is that Jesus had a beginning. God had no beginning. Jesus is the image and the vessel that God lived and manifested himself through. Matthew 3.16 And when he was in Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So the Spirit of God comes down to indwell Jesus Christ. He's anointed with the Spirit of God. This makes him Messiah. He was always ordained and he was born Messiah, but he was not anointed until his baptism when the Spirit of God came like a dove and dwelt in him. Amen. He is, how are we doing for time here? He is the Son of of man. We'll finish here. This title, Son of Man, comes from Daniel chapter 7. And I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Yahweh said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. Son of man speaks of him as a prophet. It, it speaks of him as that king. King of kings and lord of lords that is, is coming. But in particular, this is a title of the prophet. Over and over again, he says to Ezekiel, Son of man, son of man, son of man. This is what the Lord says. Son of man, do this. Son of man, do that. It's a title used over and over again for the prophetic ministry. But here, here it's showing the judgment being set and the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. So that which was the prophet is, is coming now to receive his kingdom upon the earth. All right, we'll just finish up right there. Just want to remind everyone, if you have any questions or prayer requests uh, or testimonies, please send them my way. Uh, we always make those requests known to the Lord and pray over them. And if you have sent me a request, uh, please let me know um, how things go with whatever that request was. Um, as well, just to remind you, we have materials on our website that are completely free. Shipping is free as well, so if you just go to jasondemars.com, you can get on there, 
We've got a number of books there that we've written to be a testimony of the message and also um, to be outreach material as well to help spread the message. So uh, with that said, everyone, God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, today, a little a few hours from now, I'll be uh, getting on a plane, traveling out to Fresno, California to minister to a little group out there. So please pray for me. Appreciate that. And may the Lord richly bless each one of you.